Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I am your host, Corey Darrigan, alongside me for this interesting episode of the Boss Rush Podcast is the one and only that retro code, Eddie B. I get to be laid back, kicking it, enjoying the ride. Yes. Hello, everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm hosting today. It was uh, really. Uh, I'm glad that you're here because this would have been a really lonely podcast to do by myself today. <laughs> and uh, you already had that experience this this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So I guess the reason why I'm hosting, well, a uh, Ed wasn't supposed to be here, but B Ed and I have been talking a lot. We've been talking a lot about. Uh, you know, the things that we kind of want to do with Boss Rush and kind of moving forward what we're doing and maybe changing it up a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of going, uh, you know, just uh, changing some things up, as we say. Uh, so, but Ed, how, how are you doing? How are you on this fine Saturday afternoon? I am doing great. I uh, actually just realized that there's some... Uh, plans changing um in the near future for some things but yeah i I got to play some great games and actually paid attention to either finch like really dove into it um i'll probably talk about that later but i've been really good uh i'm excited because i get to cook my first um teriyaki pulled pork like this is my first time using the slow cooker i've Ooh. never used one so this is going to be my first time doing it. i got the ingredients um uh, i got uh, i'm gonna make the sauce tonight and i'm gonna still like slow cook it tonight and everything um and then tomorrow morning i will get it ready i have my hawaiian bur- my hawaiian rolls and i'm excited for that so it's gonna be uh, a good time and then crunching on this uh on this uh, video video games for next month i gotta start the podcast recording process uh so i have a particular guest but i gotta get some more people and it's going to be fun so but i've been really good i've been having fun this week um and everything it's just excited for new stuff that's happening yeah i uh you know this there's some exciting things and some changes to old shows and new things happening um just you know it's it's i've been trying to figure out how to have i guess i guess you would say i'm trying to be more efficient with our time and getting more people involved and you know just trying to do more with you know what I mean? Like we, we've talked mm-hmm. about kind of shortening up the console shows and, and trying to really tighten them up and buckle them up. And, you know, people have been asking for the PlayStation show, which we've talked about extensively, uh, you and I, at least off air and in chat and kind of what we want to do with that. And, uh, you know, we kind of want to see if we can bring standard definition back and expansion pack and, and stuff like that. So, it's it's been a it's been a busy week of thinking for me, honestly. Uh, but also, I've just kind of this week. I, I you know we did Power Block on on Thursday, but you know we're moving Power Block to Mondays to accommodate uh, some things for Tower Casuals on Thursdays now mm-hmm. uh, with Josh and you know it's it's been a it's been a week you know we we do a lot and i think kind of maybe 
the last couple weeks, it's really hitting me that we do a lot. You know what I mean? Like it just in trying to find the time and trying to be awake for most of that. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, like it's, it's been, it's been a interesting time to try to find time to do more stuff or less stuff or get more people insolvent involved in other stuff. It's just been a, it's been a, a really long thought process for me, but I think I've finally settled on some things and we've settled on some things where, you know, we could make it work and have other people involved in doing other things. So, uh, you and yes. I are going to have a editing class, I guess <laughs> soon. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, this week has been good for the most part. Uh, I've been playing games the way I feel like I want to play them instead of like trying to rush through some things and, you know, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. So, but yeah, I also, also, if people don't, don't watch Nintendo Power Block, I got my Shovel Knight Amiibo here. My, uh, yay, three pack of Spectre Knight, Plague Knight, and King Knight. I'm very excited to open these. And if you're watching the video version, I'm very excited for this area in particular. This, this, where all the sticky tack is. So, I'm very excited for, for that to change as well. Uh, I, I just changing things is fun for me. <laughs> you know, I, I think that is very apparent for people who've been following us for a long time. <laughs> Try to change some things and then change it back and then change it. You know, I'm 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 very uh I have to change things sometimes just to <laughs> get it better. <laughs> so, uh but yeah, I sorry, that was kind of a rant, but you know, it it happens. Uh yeah. So Anyways, Ed, we have a lot to talk about today. So much. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do this housekeeping real quick, and then we will uh, get to our our kind of conversations for the day. Uh, this is Boss Rush Podcast, where each and every week we come together to talk about games and everything we love about them. You can join us live on Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 Pacific, on twitch.tv slash boss rush games live and be a part of the conversation. But if you can't join us live, it's no big deal. You can head on over to youtube.com slash boss rush games or boss rush games.com to watch the show or listen on your podcast service of choice on Mondays. Remember to subscribe, follow rate review and share wherever you consume us. It helps with discoverability and check out our family of shows wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, you can also go to boss rush games.com slash subscribe and you can find the links out to all those places as well. Uh, Ed? Yes. And before we start with these topics, I want to talk to you about what we've been playing. Uh, I'm going to come up with a name for this. I thought of something really cool, but then I realized on the last episode of the Game Informer show, they took it. So, Oh, uh, the playlist, the game yeah. playlist. Yeah, so we can't use that. So, Well, uh, I had the game and get now, but I guess... Yeah, but I'm not hosting. So, sorry, Ed. Sorry. Do you want to keep calling it the game and get down? Yeah. Ed, what games have you been getting down to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, I mentioned Edith Fitch uh, because me, Celeste, the special guest Billy Holiday, um, 
we're going to be having a discussion about that. And I I was getting some more achievements for from it because this is my second playthrough of it. And I kind of was, was just realizing, I'm just like, a lot of these stories, what they deal with. And I was just like, okay, there are some moments where the gameplay could be better, but I understand what the story is telling. And there was things that clicked in my mind to be like, oh, okay. And I'm surprised that I play. I think because I played it uh, before that it took me only three hours. Like I played it literally straight and everything for it. And I was just like, oh, wow, this game really is short. You know, even like when I was playing go home, it was short and stuff. So, um, after that, uh, pretty much I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima uh, and uh, Paper Mario Origami King. I am, I think I'm close to the end of the second chapter of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, so I should be doing the third, and then I'll be done with the game to break the review. But I, and then I'll be jumping into uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King and stuff. And I was... It's funny that you mentioned Game Informer because they was talking about like what is on their Game of the Year list, and right now I think you probably have about three games. Probably I don't know if that's true. Uh, I already have like three games, but I might just go ahead and like add four of them because um, I I really think you know Paper Mario right now is in the leading for that Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Murder by Numbers, um, Ori in the Blind, Ori in the Will of the Wisps is number four, and I haven't I haven't decided on what my fifth one would be yet, and I think I'm waiting for the rest of the games to come out this year to make that film. But it's been a kind of kind of a big strong year. I've I've been thinking of for Xbox um, jumping back in jumping back and starting up. I was supposed to be doing Dead Space, but I really need to do Dead Rising three. So I'm thinking of jumping back into that game. Um, and soon I also would do Rhyme. I'm, I'm, Rhyme shouldn't take me too long to do. Um, but I'm thinking of going back and do Dead Rising 3. Because I've never... I've played uh, Dead Rising on 1. I think I ordered it on Wii. Um, but I never got a chance to finish it. I have Dead Rising 2 on PS3. But I never touched it. It just stayed in the box. Um, so with Dead Rising 3... I want to play that game, get it done, and do Dead Rising 4. Um, and I, I wonder if those games are on. I don't think they're backwards compatible on Xbox One. But if they are and they're on part of the sale, I may just like buy both of them, uh, Dead Rising 1 and 2, because I kind of want to see what these games were about. I remember they were a big thing uh, when they actually came out um, for it. But that's pretty much what I've been like playing and stuff um and I, I i gotta see if kid nick i is on uh xbox one so i could buy it and then sh- be able to stream it because uh, i i just been having a kick uh and i actually put out the twitter to dot emu be like what would you guys do if you had data east games to remake or reimagine it because i want to see another kid nick i or i want to see Karnoff uh come back like Data East, man, I they just because I think one of their new games dropped on uh the arcade uh archives. And I'm just like, man, I really want to see what people could do with some of the arcade games 
that never got a ch- that came to console, but the original version is the arcade, and they never got remade or anything. So I want to see. Then I guess I'll be buying Battletoads soon also. But yeah, pretty much that's what I've been getting down to. Nice. Nice. Uh, For me, it's been a week of just comfortability games. Very like just playing games, like comfort food games. Uh, Obviously, Destiny is a big one. I've been trying to get the the Souls of Heroes event is going on. And I'm really trying to make make my way through that. it's going to be a grind, but hopefully I'll be able to at least get some of this stuff. I don't know if I'll be able to get all of it just because scheduling and the amount of people it'll take to get it, but I want to try. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing a lot of that with my friend Mitch and, uh, you know, trying to grind out some of these exotic quests that are going away in, in November. And there's some weapons that I would really like to have. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at there. I've been playing some cross code. Uh, I don't really know if I have anything else really new to say about that game, except that if you haven't played it yet, what's wrong with you? You should be playing it. It's on game pass. It's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. It's on PC. It's on switch. It's, it's pretty much everywhere that you play games. So you should be, uh, you should be playing some cross code. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. You should be playing cross code. Ed, are you playing cross code? Um, I'm, when I get done with paper Mario, I will be playing more cross code. I started it, but I haven't like really got into the gang game. Mm. 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 It's a game of the year contender, Ed. I'm telling you. Oh, I believe you. It's I very, literally it's, believe it's, you. It's, it's very good. Uh, so I've been playing. I've been playing Crosscode. I've been playing Okami uh, for Ed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still making my way through that. It's. Uh, I've. I'm. It's I've it's gotten easier for me to control. Uh, I just mm-hmm. you know just getting used to the controls more and everything. So it's it's not as painful as it was when I went back to it after that you know a couple weeks ago. But uh, playing through it, I'm enjoying it more and more. I turned off one of the filters, the art filters, and the game looks much better. Uh uh-huh. Looks much cleaner. So, uh, but I'm really I'm really liking it. And I know this is a PS2 game, but I think one of the things I wish they would have done with the art style, and I know this is, it's just like very Japanese with the, the thick black lines, but I wish they were like a little bit thinner so that, that it would bring out the color in some of the rest of the game, you know? Yeah. Uh, because I feel like the art style is great, except for the thick black lines that really outline everything. And it just kind of distracts from the color of everything else. Uh, but making my way through that but the game i really fell back into and played about 10 hours of it this week uh was assassin's creed odyssey and uh i'm trying so the story in that game is actually only about 40 hours and i'm about (laughs) i'm about 27 hours into the game and i know i'm nowhere near the end because i i was messaging you a little bit last night and uh there, first of all, there's this weird infestation of flies that got in our house. And by infestation, I mean like two or three of them. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> every time I would kill one, one more would pop back up. I'm like, what is this? What? Where did you come from? And so, uh, yeah, I was killing flies and I decided to play some Assassin's Creed. And I played for, what, four hours last night, I want to say. Uh-huh. And... 
you messaged me about three hours in and and i was like i'm playing assassin's creed you're like yes you're like are you making progress i said no no and like (laughs) i'm gonna lie i played for four hours last night i didn't make any progress zero progress because i was just running around clearing off sections of the map doing some uh like collecting all the treasures fighting mercenaries and I mean, that's technically progress towards achievements and stuff, but it's not story progression. <laughs> so uh, I probably fought like 10 mercenaries last night, though. I was very proud of myself. Nice. So, they're really hard, man. They're like, some of them are like really aggressive. Some of them have big animals that attack you and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to fight the animal first. And, the, and it's just a, what a game, man. That I'm thinking about all the games I've played this generation. And it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think, is might be my favorite game of the generation. Really? I Yeah, I just I've been thinking really hard about it. And I'm like, I love Horizon. I love God of War. I love Destiny 2. I I love these games. But I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey and this is kind of excluding Breath of the Wild because that's kind of like in a gray area, you know. I don't really know where the Switch sits in terms of generational stuff, but I, I was just, I was thinking about. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say just because the Wii U exists in some kind of weird interstitial way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I like Breath of the Wild is such an amazing game, and I love that game. That's it's. I, I still think about that game constantly, as everybody knows, and it's definitely uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, game of all time. But Assassin's Creed Odyssey is close. It's it's so weird because I would say for me, it is Breath of the Wild being the game of the generation, um, which is surprising because, like, I think personally for me, if Breath of the Wild didn't ne- have never happened this year, or never happened this generation, or the new kind of Wii Switch the same, um, if you want to. I mean, I uh, kind of do, because the Wii U game, all the Wii U games have pretty much made it over at this point. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, what are the what are the games I have my Wii U hooked up for now? What, Xenoblade mm-hmm. and the two Zelda HD games? Like, that's it, maybe? <laughs> it's... It it would have been a big battle for me. So it would have been Titanfall two versus The Last Guardian versus Horizon Zero Dawn versus Yoshi. Well, I can't really say Yoshi's Craft the World because that was for Switch. And so that is for, um, I want to say that is for this this generation but i still feel like no this is part of the next gen systems in a sense where it's going to be switch ps5 xbox one so that's what i'm thinking of with generation when i'm thinking of a ps4 and xbox one uh i will consider wii u part of that and since breath of the wild is part of it that's why i make that connection but i'm like it would have been a battle between those three and i think i literally would have just pulled out well horizon forza horizon uh four and just chasing beast but if i had to pull one out of those five games it would have been the last the last guardian like i cannot stress enough where i feel like the last guardian is something that not only sony needed but that gamers needed in general where it was just like 
this is what happens when a game normally tells the story without really having dialogue and it's one of those games that yes you are going to have to have some problems and deal with some things but the ai is acting like a real pet you know and there are times that in the in real life you as a human dealing with a pet who don't always follow your commands and stuff you gotta <laughs> do a lot of stuff to get them to do it but I'm just like when it when it works, it's just like like this is very heartwarming, and it really shows that Trico needs um, the guy and vice versa. And I'm just like I I don't think I'm ever going to get a game like this. I don't care. What, I probably, a lot of people will say, well, a brother of two tails and a way out and all of that. I'm like th- those games from that person, I guess. But you know. I feel like The Last Guardian is strong enough where it's just like, what happened to the Sony fan base who was, you know, champion God of War for its narrative? And you guys got another game that really drives the narrative and really brings you in and really connects to you emotionally and you guys are not saying nothing about it. You know, it, and I I just feel like, man, The Last Guardian just stands out to me as like one of the greatest games of this generation. And I, I just I, feel like there's a lot. Like I mean, I just feel and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just feel oh, like no, there's no, a, no. I just feel like there's a lot of band like this is I've been thinking about this a lot recently because there's a lot of games that I don't really care for that a lot of people, you know, quote unquote love or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And there's a lot of revisionist history on a lot of games. There's a lot of bandwagon jumping for games and I just like you know, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot like, lately. I think there's a lot of bandwagon jumping, you know, just to be part of the conversation. And, like, do you like do you really love these games or not? Like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that I don't care about The Last of Us at all. You know, like, I, and, I, and for some reason, like, I've, I've never met anybody else who doesn't like The Last of Us. You know, I mean, like, I just... I know there's people out there and like, I know you and I talk about it a lot, but like, I don't like, and Bioshock is another game that I just don't care for. You know, I just, I just don't, you know, and it's not, there's, it's not that there's anything wrong with the game. I just, when I say stuff like that, sometimes people on the internet are like, oh my gosh, you're a crazy human being. But see, but that, and that's the same way when I think about the Grand Theft Auto series, I don't care about, I don't care for the GTA series. Yeah, I don't it's either. Not, it's not doing nothing. And people get blown away when I'd be like, well, this is kind of the worst game that I play because it has all of these problems. I have my reasons why I give it. I, I'm, I could respect the game that people love and I don't like or anything mm-hmm. and i think some people don't get that it's just that it's not it's sometimes games are not our cup of tea and it doesn't mean that it's the game's fault or the creator's fault it's just that it's something that's not in our wheelhouse too that we just don't enjoy and stuff and even though we give it a fair shake and give it a fair try and even to complete it sometimes we're just like you know it just didn't do nothing for me and you have different sometimes you have different expectations and tastes in a game the problem that i have with the last of us i don't think it's a bad game i don't like that intro and i don't like 
and with the intro, I'm like, I don't like the logical stuff that is not, the illogical stuff that is happening. The, the same way that I I speak on Uncharted Two. I don't think Uncharted Two is a bad game, not, uh, but there are illogical things that's in that game. I I, I said three and four. I feel like three and four is way better, and Lost Legacy is a phenomenal game. Yeah, I can I feel like phenomenal. I feel like Lost Legacy is actually the best Uncharted game. And, pretty much yeah and I, like from a gameplay perspective like i think i still like uncharted 2 like if we're talking just straight up uncharted like i still think uncharted 2 is probably my favorite out of the like story wise i would say mm-hmm. like i just think that the characters are the are at their best i think you know that it, it's just i like uncharted 2 a lot but like Uncharted Four was way too long. It got way too serious. You could tell Amy Hennig was gone. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't feel yeah. like an Uncharted game. And uh, like with the writing and stuff, you could tell it was The Last of Us team writing that writing that game. And yeah, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like that's just what it felt like. It didn't have the fun kind of if it, to me Uncharted's supposed to feel like Indiana Jones, right? Where it's fun, it's quippy, it's about the character. It's not about you know hitting emotional notes or anything right and right uh i didn't i didn't like uncharted 4 like really at all you know i think i finished it because i like that series but i still think uncharted 2 and 3 kind of sit uh, and lost legacy was actually like awesome amazing so yeah it uh, yeah like graph graphically and gameplay wise lost legacy is beautiful it's like this is top notch like nothing could touch it sleeping dogs to me is probably one of the best crime crime story kind of open world games because it had a story that i care for and the a care and characters that i like like i love listening to the music and driving in that game and doing the missions and stuff like i love this and it felt balanced and i just don't get that out of the grand of all the games where i feel like i understand what you guys are going for but you still have wonky mechanics and not not enough good development uh to fix those i don't i didn't i feel like red dead redemption 2 is a better game but mm-hmm. i really feel like i just out of rockstar I always keep saying that max Payne 3 is the best out of it because of the story because of the graphics because of the music um of I course have a crush on max Payne. I, I, I have a crush on max Payne when he's bald-headed but I I was in for a great ride with that game. Like this is a this is what a cinematic movie video game feels. And I wouldn't change anything about it. It just it had a level of balance for me. But yeah, when when I when I was hearing that on Game Informer, just like the some people's game of the generation, just I just feel like Breath of the Wild did so much and it continued that whole year that everybody was just like Everybody kept bringing up Breath of the Wild and taking elements from it, even though those elements been in other games. Somehow Nintendo took it in and just made it where you want it, where you want to see it and, and stuff. Um, and it was just like, it's a game that I still get lost in. And yes, I know I still got need to beat it, but I'm just like, this, this is the generation. This is the one that regardless, month by month, week by week, day by day, Someone is mentioning Breath of the Wild for some unknown reason. That game is getting mentioned, and if it's not getting mentioned, you would literally be surprised. Yeah. Uh, well, 
you know, it's... What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Ed? What are you going to do? I'm going to have to catch up to you playing Odyssey because I feel like I'm going to get lost in that game. Be like, I just need to be Origins. I mean, mean, talking about about Assassin's Creed Odyssey again, like, I don't know. It's just the way you can move around that world, the way it lets you, like, Mm -hmm. just climb anything like Breath of the Wild. It's basically Breath of the Wild on steroids, pretty much, uh, without the the shrines right like i mean there, there's no dungeons or shrines but the world is so big and you can go anywhere and do whatever you want uh like you can find yourself on top of this mountain right and jump off the cliff and once you upgrade your character enough you can literally jump off the top of the cliff and just land and be like okay i got down fast that was fun and to me that's just super fun and clearing out all the check marks and finding all of the uh blue kind of there's there's like these uh special elements that you can find mm-hmm. and finding all there's hundreds of them there's they're probably the equivalent of korok seeds in this <laughs> game wow uh and i'm i've been going around like every time i get to a new island the first thing i do is clear out the blue like the special elements and then i go and clear out all of the question marks like the areas and then i'll do the yeah. do the side missions and then i'll do the story missions and then i'll move move ahead right like they, that's how that's how i play the game and last night i was on this one island and for four hours i just cleared out the island and did side missions and then this morning for a little bit i did the two story missions in the game and then i just turned it off because i was like okay i did what i needed to do i'm on the boat ready to go to the next story mission that's kind of how Ghost is for me. Ghost of Tsushima doing all the side stuff and question marks things. And then once I get everything cleared off, then I'll get into the story mission. Yeah. So I I can't say enough good things about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's it's just it's a wonderful game. It is. It is. It's it's just I don't it in like even to the the point of Origins where like I actually popped Origins back in the other day because I mm-hmm. I did this a couple months ago when I started playing Odyssey again and I'm like I kind of want to clean up some of the achievements in in Origins and do some of the DLC stuff and like even moving from Origins to Odyssey which kind of has me a little worried about Valhalla like I feel like Origins controls so even though the controls are exactly the same, right? I just feel yeah. like I feel like Bayek is a little bit heavier. He's a little bit tankier. He doesn't move as fast. He, uh, you can't climb anything you want and jump off a cliff and die because that was the first thing I did. I was like, oh, I need to get down there. I'm just gonna jump off this cliff and I jumped off and I died because I was like, oh wait, that was a feature they added in Odyssey. And so like I, I will probably go back to that after Odyssey and Valhalla just to clean up achievements because. You know, I'm just, I I want to 100% this new series, and it's so fun and so good that. And and the crazy thing, too, Corey, the crazy thing is, is that I own it now on one. Like, mm-hmm. I went back and bought it, even though I own it on PlayStation 4. I'm just like, this game is so good that I, like, I got most of the whole, I think the only one that I don't have is, I think it's Assassin's Creed 1 on Xbox. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only one I don't have. But I got most of the whole series on my one, because I want to go through most of them. I want to go through yeah. I have the entire series on Xbox now. Like I, I have all the even the side scrolling ones, even the mm-hmm. like 
I have the Ezio collection now instead of just one, two Brotherhood and Revelations as Xbox backwards compatibility games because I do want to go back and kind of, I kind of want to go through the whole series again and just do it, you know, and, and see what I miss. And like, I didn't play Unity or Syndicate at all. I, oh, I played a little bit of Syndicate. Me but, neither. But I was, I was so kind of, I won't say burnt out, but I was just kind of like trying to play other things. And I think Destiny was kind of just, be coming into its own at that time and that kind of thing. So I kind of fell off after black flag, to be honest, I never played rogue. So, uh, which is where you play from the Templars perspective, which is really interesting. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I've been at for that, but, uh, what else have I been playing? I played was playing something else the other day too, when I f- kind of forget already. So I guess I won't be talking about it cause I forget it must not have been that fun or important. So, uh, Anyways, uh, Ed. Yes. I have some interesting topics this episode. I'm going to throw this out to you. Throw this out to you. So one of the biggest news stories this past week since we recorded last was uh, Halo Infinite got delayed. And we were kind of having this discussion in the group chat and, you know, kind of individually. Like Halo Infinite was supposed to be the Xbox Series X's big launch title. It was supposed to be their Breath of the Wild, right? Where, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can play it on Xbox One, but you can play the better version on the Series X and everything, and here's what you get, 120 frames a second multiplayer, that kind of thing. I think it kind of shocked the world that Halo was delayed and the box was not. So what what are are your kind of thoughts? Because we haven't really talked about it together so that's been my thing is that one of the questions is should they delay it to 21 and my thing was because i i'm in the chat that uh you mentioned that i was telling you guys that i feel like if they did delay it's going to be like the nintendo switch thing where there's a hit title every month because they could lead up to that that you know you i mean you know you got halo you got hellblade you got um uh uh, State of Decay three, you got you got even Fable. Like you have a way. If those other games are not delayed, if you could do it like Nintendo, like when Switch came out in two thousand seventeen, you started out with Breath of the Wild, then you went to um, Mario Kart, then you went to Arms, then you went to I believe Splatoon two, and then like you, Super Mario Odyssey was in September, but I think I think Fire Emblem Warriors came out in August. Oh, so oh, no, that came in October, somewhere around there. But they had a first party game that was hitting the Switch every month. And so if you felt like that you weren't getting, uh, you didn't have a must have, Nintendo was giving you some must haves, you know, with ours being the new IP. So it, it was just like, I could see this happening to Microsoft because now, you know, your marketing has already fallen apart. And I was telling Jesse, about this is that you're marketing your stuff about the tech the technical stuff that your sister couldn't do but you're but you don't have no games now to really showcase that in a sense and halo infinite was supposed to be your premier game to showcase what the system is going to do not saying that 
it will fully do it because I think once again, and it happens to every console, after year a year time has gone on on a console, it really stuff really starts to shine and look bright. Now that Halo Infinite is delayed to next year, would it be smart to delay your system to March? You know. Yes, I I feel like they should delay it. Let PlayStation get that lead um, with the stuff that they got because, in all honesty, and this may just be me, um, now I could wait for Series X because I don't know if like if those games are still coming to one, I could just get a one, and when I get the Series X, depending on how the upgrade thing is going to be, I'm not really missing out on anything. Or you know. I feel like PlayStation 5, just because of their first conference or what they show, there's some must-haves. And I have more must-haves on the PlayStation 5 than I have on the Xbox One. I mean, uh, Series X. Now, if I want to be an early adopter, I'll well, get a Series X. Do you, though? I mean, is there no, is there more PlayStation 5 exclusives right now than Series X? It's not, it's not so much the exclusives. It's so much as what I want to play. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying at launch, though. I mean, at 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 launch, um, depending on because uh, to me, like to me, it it feels like the Series X still has more to play at launch, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Sony has has Spider Man, but I mean, and, and we don't know the launch lineups, of course. So, I mean, we'll we'll know right. them, you know, sooner than later. But like. And I and that's why I, I, I was thinking that Russian and Clank was the was the lead um, because they kind of started. I mean, the the Spider Man one was kind of confusing at that time, and so looking at looking at uh, Russian and Clank, it looked like it was almost ready to go, and I didn't know if they had given it a date yet. Yeah, I I want to hold on. I'm trying to look up some launch games for PlayStation Five and Xbox, uh, like exclusives. So, uh. yeah, it, it it it's some it's some of the indie games that was on there. If they're not pushed to 2021 or anything, if they launch on PlayStation Five, that's enough to get me on the system and everything. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to get a Series X or anything, but Halo Infinite was the game that was going to get me a Series X. Excuse me, because I I like what they was offering. I like this open world, and I was going and it was just like I want to see their take of open world because it it kind of worked for Gears Five, so I want to see if it works for Halo the Halo series. I I just don't know now because the thing the, the one of the things uh, things about it was just like what else as gamers were we talking about with Series X for when the game system releases of course of course yes smart delivery we already know that we already know about game pass none of that stuff none of that stuff counts for the release of series x what is dedicated straight for series x that we are all talking about because we can't really talk about halo infinite because it's delayed so what is there else to talk about we don't know much about hellblade 2 because that's not they didn't show us anything besides that trailer so I don't think help. that's coming till at least late so, next year because it, of right. it's on an engine that's not technically out to the public yet, right? Like I think I'm sure right. Microsoft made a deal said, "Hey, we'll use your engine and, you know, maybe they got a deal on 
how much they pay, you know, royalties and stuff because Microsoft will sell games, but like, right. You know, they're, I mean, a lot of their first party studios are using unreal five for next gen games, right? Like Gear, I'm sure gear six, cause they run on unreal gear six will run on unreal five hellblade in exiles next game. I'm sure fable is running on some sort of altered version. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel right. like, and so oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Because cause I feel like Nintendo only use, I think they only use Unreal, I think only for Breath of the Wild. I think everything else, they I don't know if they've been using Unreal for a lot of their other games or anything. I think they have their own engines, uh, but I've had to go through each game. Um, I think PlayStation 5, they since the Guerrilla Games got their own engine, they really could share that technology with, with everybody. <laughs> three for three's engine. The, uh, what is it? Smile. A slip space. Uh, oh, slip space. I keep thinking of smile. I don't know why. And slip space could really be the engine for Microsoft, and everybody could use it. There won't be any need for Unreal Engine Five. But if Unreal Engine Five is making it easier for developers to make games and stuff, then yes, shell out that money for the license so they could uh, use your engine. But if you want to save money then you know if you guys got an in-house engine that everybody can learn from and use do that do that do that for a cost cutting of efficiency if needed yeah uh so there's a there's not a lot of playstation 5 launch games confirmed either right Mm -hmm. the only games that are confirmed for launch day for launch day as of right now is Astro's Playroom, which is preloaded on every PlayStation 5, and Fortnite are the launch games for PlayStation 5. Uh, but, I mean, a lo- of course, they haven't confirmed anything as of this recording. I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, Doom Eternal's getting a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X for, uh, upgrade, Control, GTA 5, GTA Online. Obviously, their online stuff is going to be free for everyone who gets a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Uh Beyond Light for Destiny, Warframe, so like stuff like that. But you know, they like don't have any third party stuff. They have timed exclusives with Deathloop and uh, Tokyo uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, which mm-hmm. I don't know if those are. I know Deathloop is supposed to be at launch, but Tokyo uh, Ghostwire Tokyo probably isn't. Uh, so you know, I I just PlayStation doesn't have as much as as like xbox either you know they don't have a lot of exclusives spider-man is really the only thing and it's an ex- quote-unquote expansion to the ps4 spider-man which i think a lot of i think a lot of people are pointing that the there's going to be some sort of upgraded version of the playstation 4 version of spider-man mm-hmm. uh that comes with miles morales for playstation 5 but I mean, people are complaining that Gears Tactics is in a Xbox Series X game. It's already out. You know, uh, uh, Flight Sim is coming. And, you know, a lot of these, X, they're kind of focusing on a lot of these Xbox One games getting optimized for Series X. But it's like. But play, that's fair because Nintendo, Nintendo did that, do, does that. I know. You and, know. And PlayStation is doing that with Spider Man. Except you get Miles Morales, which is what they said, like a seven to ten hour experience. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't understand why people are criticizing the Series X when PlayStation Five is clearly going through the same thing. 
I think they're criticized, and and I think be, the criticism is, from my point of view, is coming from you didn't show us anything because you kept marketing what the system can do. You're not marketing us. But PlayStation they, didn't show us anything either. PlayStation didn't show it. I think people. Every single game they, I wanted to play on PlayStation Five was a cinematic was trailer. A, Yes, and, and and I agree. There were some game. There there's some that has some gameplay that made it look interesting or gave you an idea to be like, oh, I can't wait to really play this <laughs> game. But Sony didn't. Sony hasn't. Sony's been sh- kept their mouth closed. They they literally kept their mouth closed. They didn't say anything. They didn't. They haven't. They haven't been trying to market PS Five. The stuff that came about PS Five leaked. That's the only way that that's the only way that we know stuff about it because it leaked. But but Sony didn't hasn't been saying nothing. Mark Sweeney, Mark Sweeney, who's, Cerny, who's, Cerny, Cerny, uh, when he spoke about it, everybody was just everybody was disappointed to that. But I'm like, this is a GDC presentation. He's not talk. He said they already told you that they're not speaking about PlayStation Five. You know, he's speaking about different things, and you have to be a game developer to understand what he's talking about. After that, after that thing, Sony still kept their mouth shut. They wasn't trying to market 4K. They wasn't trying to market first person shoot uh first person shooting frames per second. They weren't trying to market anything about PlayStation 5. They were just like, we're gonna put this uh show out, let our game speak for themselves, and we're gonna go back to the dark and shut up. Microsoft's the ones that's been talking, and they've been talking about tech and not games. So when you talk about your tech and your games are not matching up your tech, that's why everybody's mad. Microsoft is Microsoft should have been looking at Stadia, and I gotta go. I gotta, yes, I don't want to go to Stadia, but Stadia did the same thing, talking about its tech and not its games. And then when this tech dropped, it came when the Stadia came out, and this tech is still not up to use. Everybody felt disappointed. Everybody's talking about, or not, I don't want to say making a mockery of it, but people are upset that your tech marketing is not living up to what you so-called say because people are taking you at your word when it comes to me and if microsoft is going to do this nintendo didn't do it nintendo was just like this is what our switch is about these are some of the games and this is what you could do and everything and whether they still use it or not it's up to nintendo and the people who make games for it but they weren't focused on tech they were just fucking on the idea and innovation on how everybody could game so when your stuff is not matching up to the tech that you are showing, people are going to feel disappointed, and they're going to feel like you don't got the games to match it up. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that's where I feel like that's where the anger comes from. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like I don't know. I I know it comes down to games and stuff, but like there hasn't really. <laughs> The consoles don't launch with great games anyways. Like, there's been rare exceptions, like, mm-hmm. you know, Super Nintendo, Super Mario World, N64, you know, uh, uh, Mario 64, Switch with with Breath of the Wild. But, like, what did the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 launch with, you know? What did, 
What did the Xbox One and PlayStation 4? You're telling me that Knack and Killzone are your killer apps to own the PlayStation 4? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not I'm not trying no, to be, like, I, a I, no, jerk about I, I, it, but, like... Dude, I agree with you. PlayStation 4 Xbox One had a horrible lunch, and then all you got was ports for almost six months. I would argue that the first killer app to own for either of these... Con- either the Xbox One or PS4 was Titanfall, the first one. Yeah. I mean, I, I would seriously to, argue that point. To, to me, by... Buying the Xbox One was because you were getting a rise of Tomb Raider, or you was getting Ori the Blind Forest, or Gears of War Ultimate. That is the only reason to like really get a Xbox One for me personally. It didn't everything else comes along. Mm-hmm. Getting a PlayStation Four, you was getting a PlayStation Four because it was a Sony. I product, bought well. I you, bought a I bought a PlayStation Four because all my friends had uh, were waiting for Destiny. And mm-hmm. they all wanted a PlayStation Four. That's why I bought a PlayStation Four. Like and I don't I, even. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I don't even know if I would have had a PlayStation Four until God of War came out. Probably, probably same thing. I, I, I only reason I got a PlayStation Four because it was on sale. It was the Battlefield one, and because like, it was holiday, and I had the money to get it. And I'm a podcaster, and I yeah. talk about video games. That is the only reason why I got a PlayStation. 4. I mean, out, outside of outside of all this, like I don't even know if I would have gotten an Xbox One until until Gears Four or Halo came out. Like, what? What? And that's why I said I didn't get my Xbox One to Rise of the Tomb Raider until I seen Ori the Blind Forest. That was the only reason. And then when I, because my system was a uh, one terabyte, like five games in one, because it had Gears, uh, it had Gears Ultimate. It had uh, actually about 35 games. It what? had the Rare Replay, the Gears Ultimate Collection, where you also got two and three in Judgment. And then it had Ori and the Blind Forest. And I only paid $400 for that. Mm-hmm. And that was the only reason why I got it. And it was just like, this is an insane amount of gains that I'm getting for this price with the system. But I'm also attaching Rise of the Tomb Raider because of how great Tomb Raider was. I'm not playing Fallout because I didn't like Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I get. I guess what we're really trying to say is, is we don't really care that Halo got delayed. Uh, I, I think... I think- like just going back to the delay real quick, I think it's good mm-hmm. for the game, right? Like I, yes. I think it needed it. I think based off what, not only just us, but what everybody saw and what everybody was kind of talking about. This is this is like as a big of a bummer as it is that we can't play Halo this fall. Like for me, I haven't, I have enough to play, right? Like I'm gonna be playing, yes. a, I'm gonna be playing Assassin's Creed, Destiny, and Gears Tactics this fall on on Xbox yes. Series X. Like that's those are the games I'm going to play. Those are the games I want to play. And then Halo and what's it rumored cyberpunk delay that can be spring or late next year or whatever. But in terms of Halo, I'm 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 with you with that. I'm getting I want a Series X when it comes out because yes, I want to play Valhalla. I want to I want to be ready for the next gen games and stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, so like I'm like yeah, I'm look I'm looking forward to what they have, and I feel like with three four three studios, they're too top tier of a of a company to let gamers down. Halo Five, I still I love Halo Five. I don't care what anybody say about it. The story is whatever the story is, but yet the game, the gunplay, uh, the CGI, like the story and stuff, as confused as it is, it's still a beautiful game, and I want 
343 Studios to be ready to deliver our top tier product. And if they need to delay it, delay it. Mm-hmm. Nintendo did it with Breath of the Wild, and Anuma even came out and did a video to say that he, they were delaying the game because they wanted to make that game better. And look what happened with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of Halo, like this is this is probably like a last chance effort for Halo to become relevant again. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, I, in a lot of people's eyes, I don't know if I really feel that way, but I get it. You know, like Halo 5 was kind of a bummer. The Master Chief Collection didn't really launch well. Uh, people don't like Halo 4 for some dumb reason. Uh, I think Halo 4 is the best Halo. I'm going to throw that out there, and I somebody can fight me on that. Uh, but I think, I think in order to make... It, Halo has to be done right. It has to launch with all the features. It has to launch as the Xbox Series X powerhouse. And I saw a lot of articles going around that said maybe they should cancel the Xbox One version, and I don't necessarily disagree with that, right? Like, I, I understand, like, this is what you had your vision being, like, cross-platform, uh, non-console uh, generation things, right? But, like, Halo's got to look its best. It's got to have ray tracing in it day one. It's got to have your 120 frames a second promised multiplayer day one. It's got to have... It's got to look its best. It's got to play its best, and the story has to hit, you know. And it, this it is, has to, it has to deliver Microsoft's marketing. It yeah. has to. It has. At, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, maybe we look back on Halo Infinite five years from now, and it doesn't look as great as you know a lot of these Series X or PlayStation Five games that are out by then, right? I get it. That's how all launch games are, but. When Halo Infinite launches, it has to hit on all of Microsoft's marketing beats for the Xbox Series X, the most powerful mm-hmm. console, ray tracing, high frame rates. Uh, all of these things have to hit with Halo, plus you have to deliver a fantastic Halo game. Does it have to be the yes. best Halo game? No, but it has to be the best Halo game that 343 has made. It has to be so memorable that people consistently talk about it. Mm-hmm. And not talking about it in a bad way, but keep talking about it. And be like, that was a really fun ride. That was like one of the way that we talk about Gears Five in the story. How we constantly talk about how good that game is. Mm-hmm. It needs that talk because the thing about it is, once Halo Infinite drops, you better believe Digital Foundry is going to be on it. Mm-hmm. And the way that Gears has kind of risen through the ranks of Xbox exclusives, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Halo is the storied franchise, but I feel like, in all honesty, I feel like out of all of Microsoft's exclusives, Gears is Microsoft's best exclusive franchise right now in terms of the public eye. You know, I mean, like, you can say what you want about Ori and Forza and, and, you know, some of these other games. Like, Quantum Quantum Break had its issues, but it was really good. Sunset Overdrive, whatever. I I feel like when people view Xbox, I feel like they look at Gears and, like, this is the best that Xbox has to offer. I, I agree. I literally agree. And you mentioned Forza. I'm like, Forza Horizon 4 falls right under Gears. Mm-hmm. And that might be a personal thing, but literally, if you put in Forza Horizon 4 and you just stand around, just drive around, you'd be like, good I mean, night. I don't even, game is gorgeous. I don't even care about racing games, and Forza Horizon is still on my Xbox One. I mean, I think that has a lot to say i think the only recent game i really like is mario kart <laughs> you know what i mean and forza <laughs> horizon still on my xbox so that should tell you a lot so i'm gonna run i know we're gonna move on we spent a lot of time yes. on this talk it's it 
I don't really care that we spent time on this topic, but I'm going to run through just the the way that the Xbox Series X launch kind of looks right now before their August event, if they have one or not. Um, so, yes, yeah, some of these are optimized for Series X games, whatever, but this is the way the launch kind of looks right now. Uh, Gears Tactics console version. Uh, yes, it came out on PC earlier this year, but it's not on console yet. Which I'm sure it's going to look amazing on Series X. Uh, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, Control Ultimate Edition, The Medium, Scorn, The Ascent, Dirt 5, which promises 120 frames a second racing on Series X, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Destiny Beyond Light, uh, along with thousands of backwards compatibility compatible games and more optimized for series x like gears 5 i can't wait to play gears 5 optimized for this thing yes uh ori in the will of the wisps optimized forza horizon 4 optimized which is going to look amazing madden 21 and more uh so there's there's a lot to kind of look forward to you know i again i don't need a ton of launch games i just need two or three decent ones and right now Right now, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Gears Tactics, and Destiny 2 Beyond Light are the games that are going to sell this box for me. Because I want to play the... First of all, I like Gears Tactics on PC, but I can't... Mm-hmm. I just... The whole PC gaming thing is just not for me, right? It's just not. So I can't wait to play it on the mouse, on the controller. I, I, I would give... If I get a Series X, the medium is definitely a instant download. Like I want that game. Like it, as creepy as it as it is, it tricked me to thinking it was an Alan Wake. <laughs> the Alan Wake especially it wasn't, but it was just like I would get this because it feels different mm-hmm. and I like this. Oh, every, all the other games that you mentioned, of course, I'm, it's a, of course. Why not get that? Yeah, and also you know, the other game in there, which we'll kind of get to later, but. Cyberpunk is probably going to be a Series X launch title as of right now. Uh, of course, they might be reworking some stuff in that game, to de- and it's causing concern for delay. But the the uh, in like the I guess the next gen console version, major upgrades are coming next year, but it'll still have some optimization for Series X when it comes out, right? So, Cyberpunk is also on that list. Uh, so, delay that game. Just delay it. I mean, just, for, just for come me, out and delay it. for me, Cyberpunk is like, I, I want to play through Assassin's Creed first. You know, I can only handle like one huge game at a time, and I can barely and, do that. So, Cyberpunk can take as long as it needs to. And I, I just lost interest in it. I was hyped with Jesse along getting the game, but it's just like I'll get it when I feel like getting it now. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't really that hyped for it anyway, and I know that's kind mm-hmm. of like you know whatever but i just it it was more of a i'll give this game a try but now it's just like i, I, I there's nothing exciting about that game anymore to me and I'm, i'll just get it when it's ready i mean it looks cool right but the sheer size of the game is pretty intimidating to me to be honest mm-hmm. with you but ed we're gonna kind of get away from this xbox talk we want to as everybody knows we love we love to talk about nintendo Right. Yes. And we have a Nintendo show that if you're not listening to, you you should you should give it a try. Uh, a little show called Nintendo Power Block, where Ed and I and Celeste all talk about Nintendo stuff. Uh, but as of this week, Ed, 
a new summer image of Mario spurs speculation of uh, Super Mario Sunshine and the 30th Anniversary Collection, where Nintendo posted a uh, 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 a thing, a little uh, picture of Mario sitting on a beach with some cocktails and some uh, you know some some summer wares. So, do you think we should uh, have any? speculation on this or you think it's just a fun thing that nintendo put out just a fun thing that nintendo put out um because if they were going to do anything they were reimagining super mario uh sunshine with the super mario odyssey engine because they have a beach level so they could do that and rework the whole game um if nintendo really wanted to do that um i just thought it was a cool pick that they did you know because they kind of did the same thing with yoshi's uh, I think Woody World or Craft the World, it, where it's just like, yes, we are marketing a game, but you know, this is just something cool that we want to put out and that you guys can enjoy. So I think they're doing kind of that same thing, just like we're just putting this out for you guys to make a desktop or at or just have some fun with it. You know, I think they were, I think Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Japan, which is like, you know, in Europe, which is like, let's just do something for the gamers while. We while we are in this quarantine time, and you know, lift up the gamers and lift up um, people's spirits and stuff by just showing something nice and fun, you know, just to bring a smile to them. So I just think Nintendo just do something out for fun um, with it and everything. Because if Nintendo's going to go out with Mario and a direct or the best way they can, and just throwing the picture out to throwing the picture out like that. That's not their kind of thing, you know. A lot of people get on Nintendo because they just doing the trailer for games, game announcements. But I'm just like, I'm fine with that, <laughs> you know. I, hey, just show me a trailer. Oh, I see some gameplay. Cool, that's a game I'm gonna get. So I think it's just something for them to do fun. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I would love to speculate a 35th anniversary thing as much as the next person. I think mm-hmm. they've probably delayed it a little bit into next year. I want to say that next year we're going to get three anniversary collection style things with with this. I feel like I know we kind of talked about it a little bit on Pow Block this week, but after we had that discussion, I thought about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Just think about this: if this was the lineup next year, and I know Metroid's way out because they just they just posted a huge <laughs> job posting, which makes me think that game's not coming out. I thought 2022, but this makes me think 2023, 20, maybe even in 2024. But uh, for a uh, Metro Prime Four, yeah, they're looking for a lead game producer, which makes me like, oh boy, uh, what are they doing over there? So, uh, but anyways, just think about it this way: like next year, January hits, boom, Super Mar- Super Mario 3D World Deluxe, right? Mm-hmm. Bam, you know, some sometime next year. Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection, Twilight Princess HD, Wind Waker HD, Mario 35th Anniversary Collections 1 and 2. I would put Sunshine and and Mario 64 together in one package and Galaxy 1 and 2 in another package. Boom, boom. Bayonetta 3 next year. Boom. Ending the year with Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Two. Two. No, don't, don't tell me no. Don't say you don't see that happening. I just I want see everything. I, see I just everything. want you. I just want you to. I, look, I see everything. Shh, Ed, I, I listen. See every- listen. Let's pretend that that's actually happening next year. 
I my soul is already filling out of the bakery. I tried to tell you. I mean, if if Switch is gonna compete with these next gen consoles, that's a lineup. Yes. A twenty twenty one lineup, man. Yes. That is a. As my soul lays on the bed, because it's already passed out, because I can't pass out with it. The only thing I have to say is, when Breath of the Wild? Do we do new? Do we do a normal September, September October? Because they, I think that's where a lot of some of the Zelda games, or do we do it in November? Like, I think it depends with, on if they have a Pokemon game next year. Okay, because if you if you because I could, with, oh oh, go ahead. No. Uh, if you end up with Breath of the Wild and it's once again perfect chance across the board, even 9.5s, if it kills, Nintendo Party will have one of the, another one of the best years in game. Like it's going to be insane. I feel like I feel like Breath of the Wild two would be there. I would say if it, I think there's going to be a Pokemon Let's Go Silver next year at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get it this year, I think, because of the expansions for uh, Sword and Shield. We got, we, you know, we got the expansions this year. We got Pokemon Snap this year. We got Pokemon uh, the the Dungeon game earlier this year. I think next year is a prime setup for Gold and Silver Let's Go games. Uh, and I, I feel like you have Let's Go in Oct- in November. You have Zelda in October. You know, and then you have like the rest of these. I feel like you have to get. I feel like, well, first of all, I feel like next holiday you put. Hmm, let's see. I feel like September you put the. Man, I don't even know now. I don't even know how you would line it up. You have to get. If you're putting Breath of the Wild out in. In November next year, or October next year, you have to get the two HD games out early that yes. year. You have to get yes. Wind Waker and Twilight Princess out in like February, March-ish. Dude, if... Or what you do, you put Twilight Princess out in January, uh, Mario 3D World out in February, Wind Waker in March. Switch switch Twilight and Wind Waker because you... Well, get I that feel like... Twilight. Well, only reason why I'm, I'm saying is get that Wolf Amiibo back well, in stock and connect that as a box for Switch. Well, the other thing I think, too, is like, well, I wonder if the Wolf Link Amiibo will work in Breath of the Wild 2. I really hope it does, because I use that thing an awful lot. Uh, yeah, and and that's why, yeah. But, and I think and that, that's the only reason why I, I would switch Wind well, Waker and Twilight just to get the uh, Amiibo. My only thing is, like on paper, or if you're paying attention to the internet for some reason, <laughs> I feel like Twi- Twilight Princess is less popular than mm-hmm. Wind Waker. And the only reason why I say that is like you put uh Twilight Princess in January is because less games come out in January and I feel yes. like Wind Waker would have a better chance of competing in the when games just flood the market in March. I feel like Wind Waker would have a better chance to compete although it doesn't matter when you put games out on Switch anymore they just sell like every, 6 billion copies anyway, you know. Well, yeah, cuz see I I'm thinking of if Halo Infinite drops in March assumption is Wind Waker strong enough to compete with it? I I think so. It could compete or look. If Animal Crossing say. is strong enough to compete with Doom Eternal, Wind Waker is strong enough to compete with Halo Infinite. Yeah, that's all I'm it, gonna say. Okay, that's all yeah, I'm gonna say. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and that's why and I switched fi- to... And Final Fantasy VII Remake. And... and that's, why... <laughs> that's why I said it could compete with it or complement it. So whatever way that you take it, because, dude, Halo Infinite and Wind Waker HD release date? Yeah, I know. I'm... So we, uh, if they planned it where they both dropped on the same day, that's craziness. That's for people who got Game Pass... That's a that's a straight up blessing right there. Or if you don't got Game Pass and you gonna buy it digitally or physically and you get in the Series X and comp- and and still get Wind Waker HD, pay yeah. that hundred thirty plus some dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 for that. Well, I'm let's 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 talk about the major games that came out around the time that Animal Crossing came out this year. Right? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Warzone free to play. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Neo 2, let's see here, Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex. uh, I'm just, I'm trying to think, see the, within like a six week period here. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered. I don't really know if that's huge or not. Persona 5 Royal was huge. Final Fantasy 7 Remake was huge. Uh, Resident Evil 3 was pretty big. Uh, let's see where there was one other one. So, I mean, but for just kind of looking at those huge games, <laughs> really, honestly, and animal crossing outside almost all of them combined. Yes. I'm pretty sure wind waker can handle halo infinite. No yes. offense to halo infinite, right? I, no, whatsoever. I just feel like switch is killing it. Switch is on this massive role to where Wind Waker could totally compete in March. It's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. It's without a shadow of a doubt, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh I I'm just trying to think like, okay, next year Twilight Princess, Mario 3D World, maybe Metroid Prime I I wouldn't put Metroid Prime trilogy out against Halo mm-hmm. Infinite. I wouldn't want two first-person shooter to, to be at the same time it, uh, it doesn't need it yeah I, for first person shooters let I, I would actually that. put metroid out in the summer to be honest somewhere in the summer like june july ish mm-hmm. uh and then you have um let's see wind waker in march april ish you would have maybe you put bayonetta in the spring and then september like August, September, you do the other Mario 35th anniversary stuff. And then October would be Breath of the Wild 2. And November would be Pokemon. December could also be a possibility for Bayonetta 3. Although I think people are getting kind of restless about that game. So, yeah. But would you, would you want to add the factor of Ratchet and Clank in Horizon Zero Dawn 2? I mean, Horizon. Or do you think- I think Horizon is next October easily to battle Breath of the Wild too, but we already saw that fight once, you know, and I, Mm -hmm. they both sold well. I think people will buy them both. You know, I think that's, I think that's the thing about switch is like anything you buy on switch is super complimentary to the games that you buy on the quote unquote HD consoles. Right. Like I think it doesn't matter. I think people who, if you're going to buy two games, you're going to buy a game a, on Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5 and then you're going to buy a game on Switch. I think that's how, I just think that's how people have trained their brain now. 
Cause, cause, dude, just think, and this, cause, this is a. Now we're into the fall slash winter. This is going to be crazy if this ever happens. It's a four game. It's a four game, not battle, but a four game by Hellblade Two, Fable, Horizon Two. I don't think Hellblade or Fable are coming out next year. If that was happening. Oh, if it if it was happening. Yeah, but for me, like Fable and and Hellblade are coming out on Game Pass, and I am a Game Pass subscriber. So for me, well, and yeah, what t- but, ten or twelve million other people, I think that that's just an easy kind of okay. Well, I have Game Pass, so I don't have to worry about buying those games. Here are the other games that I want to buy. But but it's in your library. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying those four games dropping that you got these four experiences that's going to take up a lot of your time Four that's... really probably looking open world games because I think Hellblade. I feel like Hellblade is going to be an open world game. I really feel like Hellblade. I feel like with Microsoft's budget and the way that like if you follow Ninja Theory and and Molina on Instagram and Twitter and whatever, like and watch their kind of docu- diaries and whatever, like it feels like that this game has a way bigger budget than the last one. And I feel like that they're going to, especially the way that like Melina Jurgens is training for this. Like she posts training videos on her Instagram every day ab- about this game. And like just the things that she's doing for mocap that are different than the last, I feel like, I feel like Hellblade two is going to be an open world semi action RPG game similar maybe not a 60 70 hour one but at least like a 20 or 30 hour one i'm and i would be okay with that because i think that i think ed you're muted ed ed is muted everybody a little bit of technical difficulties i don't know what happened i heard something ed's fixing his microphone i'm narrating this ed look out behind you nope he didn't bite it. He didn't bite it. Nope. He's still he's still silent. He's still uh you know fixing his microphone. He's talking into his microphone. He's peeling something on his microphone. <laughs> now he's rapping silently. I can't tell. He's doing something now. I don't know what he's doing. He's ruffling under the covers. Maybe he's looking for a snack. I can't oh, tell. Hello, hello. I hear him now. He's a little bit quieter, but I hear him. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Ed. Hi. Oh, the volume kind of went down. Yeah, your volume's down a little bit. But I was just narrating to the people what you were doing on your side of the screen. I was hearing you. I was there it is. There it you. is. You sound perfect. Don't move. Okay. So... But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think the Switch has a lot to worry about. I know people are worried about third-party support for the Switch, but at this point, you know, they've been super quiet on Doom Eternal. Uh, mm-hmm. There's rumors of a Pro Switch model coming out next year to compete and have those third-party games. I just, I don't know, man. I think people are still buying Nintendo for Nintendo games, and I think that Nintendo has a lot of games. So, uh, plus through COVID, right? Like we've already talked about on Powerblock, they have a lot that they could port over to kind of fill space if they need more time on some of these other games. Yes. So I agree. Like I don't know, Xenoblade Chronicles X, or uh, like we said, the two Zelda games already. They could even go back to the Wii and port some of the older Wii games, upscale them a little bit. You know, 
I don't think people would have a problem with that or release some games that are already done that they're holding on to, like Star Fox Grand Prix, maybe that was leaked and never came out. Star Fox Zero, they could port. They could. They have a lot, man. So do what yes. my kid, do what my kid does. <laughs> she just she just this this is her new thing. She just shrugs and goes like this with her hands, like so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. I think the Mario 35th anniversary stuff is coming, but I do not think that this is a tease for that. So we'll see. But I would totally play a Mario 64 in the Odyssey engine. I'm just gonna yes, throw that I- out there. I and I would run out of my house and pre-order that right now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to run through these next stories real quick, Ed, because there are questions that I want to get to and that we haven't really read questions in a while. I've been kind of storing them for a rainy day. And now that we've kind of read done the show stuff, like I, wanna, I really want to get to the questions. So, whoa, excuse me. Uh, Ubisoft uh, has been uh, updating Rainbow Six Siege for a long time now. Right. I think Mm -hmm. they're in what year five or six at this point. Yeah. And uh, they're teasing a new operator. I don't know. Little operator from a from, you know, little series that they own. Sam Fisher is officially coming to Rainbow Six Siege as an operator. I feel like Ubisoft is teasing a return of Sam Fisher. In a Splinter Cell game. Probably next year. I would say they will announce it next year. But, you know, he's been in, what, both Ghost Recon games at this point. He's been Mm -hmm. in, now he's coming to Rainbow Six Siege. He's in that mobile game that Ubisoft put out. I really feel like Ubisoft is going to bring Splinter Cell back at some point uh, in a big way. Now, this is not the Michael Ironside Sam Fisher, this is the actor who played him in Blacklist, playing him in this game, which is understandable, especially if they're making a new Splinter Cell game. They're using Michael Ironside's voice for that. So, Yes. uh, I don't know. I thought the trailer was pretty neat. I'm not a Rainbow Six Siege fan. I know Jesse is. Uh, I want to get his take on, on this, but how do you feel about Sam Fisher coming to Rainbow Six Siege? It's okay, and we can move on. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like, I, if you you, I, you have this big Tom Clancy universe, and they're basically making, they're basically making a competitive GI Joe game at this point. You know, with how, with how crazy everything is getting, right? Like, that's what yeah. it feels like. By the way, did you see they're making a GI Joe game? No, I didn't. Who was developing it? I don't know. Someone I've never heard of, and I'm sure it's going to be really bad. But it's coming to Switch, so I'm going to play it. I heard that the that Fast and Furious game is okay. Yeah, that I heard it's really bad actually. But to to be honest about that Fast and Furious game, it's by the people who did Project Cars. In this, in this, the Fast and Furious game feels like a a contract you take on so you can pour that money into the project you are passionate about. Similar to what? Oh, so they gearboxed it. Yeah, pretty much, except for. I don't think the manager of Project Cars is a raging buffoon, but uh, yeah. yeah, man. Can we call, can we call, can we call that practice a gearbox? <laughs> no, because I feel like you're insinuating. I feel like I feel like you're insinuating that they are 
like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things that go with when you mention well, Gearbox. I feel like the first thing you think of besides Borderlands is is Randy Pitchford, and that's somebody that I don't really, unless they deserve it, I don't want to associate anybody with that. Well, then I, we call it a, I'm calling it a Pitchford. No, because he no, I wouldn't call it that. No, I feel like this is more of like a platinum situation where platinum did the transformers game and the ninja turtles game to kind of fund the projects that they really wanted to do i align it more with that because like i feel like if you're going to gearbox something you're going to uh sign a contract with sega and have somebody else work on an aliens game that you were supposed to work on and put that money into borderlands okay so the practice is that you take somebody's money and then you give the project to someone else while you're still holding on to that money well, no, I'm just saying that this feels like a contract that they took on. Yes. Because, you know, they made they did make this game. They didn't contract it out. They made this yes. game, but the money that they're going to make from having the Fast and the Furious license, that money that they make from that is going to fund their next project, which is okay. Project Cars 3 is what I'm assuming it's going to be. So yes. I see that with this. But uh, what was the other game we were talking about? Oh, the G.I. Joe game. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. It looks really fun. It look it's like a it kind of looks like they're trying to aim for that Fortnite crowd. Like that's what the art style looks like, which I don't think Fortnite looks bad, but I do feel like there's a lot of copycats out there. Um but the G.I. Joe game looks really cool. It's a third person shooter. It kind of actually reminds me of a better version of Agents of Mayhem, where it's kind of like a hero shooter. Mm-hmm. But it's co-op and you get to pick between all these GI Joe characters, and there's competitive multiplayer game. Ugh, it looks really neat. I'm at to check it out. You should watch the trailer. It looks fun, and it's really campy too. Like they really, it really looks like it looks like what Platinum did with that Transformers game that they made, where it's really harkening back to those original games, right? And so, uh-huh. or those that original series, and really trying to make a fun game out of it. Looks like a game that's probably going to be about 30 or 40 bucks instead of a full 60, but it, it looks really cool. I kind of want to play it, honestly. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, Sam Fisher, I hope a Splinter Cell game comes out so I can stop hearing fans whine about it. I still feel like Splinter Cell is a maybe a slightly more popular uh, Mirror's Edge situation where if we get one, I feel like maybe slightly more people will buy it than Mirror's Edge sequel, but not really. Sorry. Or they can make it an open world game and just finish it. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we're going to kind of talk about it that we, we kind of talked about it earlier. Cyberpunk. Uh, there's a lot of cause for concern that there's going to be another delay for Cyberpunk because somehow eight and a half years into development, they are unsatisfied with the melee combat, <laughs> and they are they are reworking the melee combat because they do not care for the melee combat in the game. Yeah, that game is getting delayed. I feel like I feel like you should really nail down the melee combat in a like a before you even build the game. Like I and I know a lot of people work at CD Projekt Red and there's a lot of different you know uh parts moving and yes, there's a world designer, there's a quest like a quest design team, there's combat design team. I feel like melee combat might be like one of the first things you work on in a combat scenario, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like melee combat's just 
it's melee combat, right? You just you just yeah. press like the the right bumper or or B or whatever, and you just you melee someone. I don't. I are they are they putting swords in this game and stuff? Like, am I missing something? I I don't know. I really can't. I just say delay the game, fix what you need to fix, and then run it out. At this point in time, I don't care what CD Projekt Red do. Yeah, uh, there. Well, there's going to be swords. There's melee weapons and stuff. So I guess they want to kind of get that part down. I guess I was just thinking like when you melee somebody with the butt of a gun in games, mm-hmm. it just kind of like, oh well, that looks like a melee move. So I guess you know, or if you're a warlock in Destiny, you just snipe people with your melee move, and you know. Whatever. And it's probably going to be like stealth missions that they're doing. Uh, yeah. Because everything they've mostly been shown has been gunplay. So, assuming gunplay, I should say. Yeah. Um, I don't trust those shredders yet. But we'll see. Yeah. yeah just to lay the game in. I wonder, well, plus like some of the mods allow you to have melee style augments to your arms. You know, like that very first the very first trailer they put out with that girl kind of sitting kneeling in the street and her arms kind of mm-hmm. turned into those big kind of knife things. I wonder if, I wonder if they're going for something like that. Did they not play the darkness on Xbox 360? Ooh, <laughs> with that melee combat with the four arms, you know? Yes. Uh, what a game. Where's that game at? Is that game backwards compatible yet? I think it is. <laughs> uh, I don't know what made me think of the darkness, but whoops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Ed. We've got about twenty minutes left in our show here. Uh, I kind of want to answer some questions that we've been holding on to. Yes, let's do it. And uh, I know a lot of this is stuff we've talked about previously, but I do want to address some of this stuff because I feel like maybe we feel different about some of these topics. So, our first question comes from Derek Gian. Gillian Gian. I hope it's I hope it's Gian because it's spelled like Antonio Gian, friend of the show, at Hypecaster. Ah. You should go follow him. He's fun. He's a good. He's a new dad, not a new dad, three month old dad, four month old dad. Hey, mega dad. I would say you could also say so. You could Ooh. you could uh, hit him up and tell him hello. It says he says hey Ed and the game genies. That's a good one. That's yes, a, that's a <laughs> that's a really good one. Uh, there's a lot of heat heading for the Avengers in more ways than one. Spider-Man, the game's direction, loot, among other things, really don't spell a great ending for Cap and the gang. What are your thoughts, and what would you want from the Avengers? Okay, so um, we kind of touched down on the Spider-Man thing, and it doesn't add anything to the gang. You're just playing another character with different movesets. So what is that adding? pretty much nothing i mean you my, could barely figure out the combo oh oh go ahead go ahead keep going oh sorry if if you could barely maintain any kind of gameplay in a devil may cry game or bayonetta or something you're just basically beating stuff up really so it, it's nothing it's not doing nothing if you are and if you haven't played Ultimate uh, Alliance 3 on Switch. Go play that. I think that has Spider-Man in it. I think that's a playable character where he was in a trailer. What, um, Ultimate Alliance? Is that yeah. What said? Yeah, th- there's a whole bunch of spider people <laughs> in that game. Right. So I, I, it doesn't add nothing to it. I think what 
I think the thing about it is is that you know people are clowning it for its graphics and stuff like that. It. I think it. I think it looks. I think the character models look great in that game. I'm. I'm mm-hmm. not like big on this game. I still don't know if I really want to play it or not. But I think like like when you look at there. I was watching some of the beta. Somebody was streaming the beta the other day, and uh, I think it might have been Game Informer. They were playing the beta, and. Like I was watching, I'm like, man, the Hulk in this game looks better than he did in the movie. Like the not the first, the Edward Norton movie, I would say. Yeah. Now in the Avengers movies, he looks he looks fantastic. But I'm saying like he looks really good, and just the way the characters look, I think I think the characters look fine. Yes, I would I would have loved it if they went the extra route and was like can we at least use the character models from the movies because i feel like that's what everybody associates as the avengers now right there's yeah obviously there's multiple versions of the avengers there's multiple avengers that don't even involve any of these characters right but i feel like with the the characters that they chose except for kamala khan which she looks really cool too like i i really like the look they chose for her too but like i just feel like everybody associates what the Avengers look like with the actors in the movies. And maybe they could have picked one or two different characters that haven't had a movie yet. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like the whole, that's kind of like the whole issue. But uh, again, nobody had an issue when they ch- didn't choose Tom Holland for Spider-Man on PlayStation. So I don't know. I, I just feel like this whole thing is again, over, overblown overblown. and the spider-man dlc okay it's a business right like sony wants you to buy the game on their platform because if you buy it on their platform they're getting the money from the microtransactions from the game as a whole right Mm -hmm. and how do you how do you entice people to buy the game on your platform you pay for exclusives right and yes that to me like that's kind of a weird move for consumers right because what if you only have an xbox and you like spider-man which at this point i feel like if a spider-man fan played a lot of games they would probably have a playstation 4 but that's that's just me that's just my thought process you would have all the activision spider-mans to play go back through and enjoy if you were the spider-man fan on xbox but like I don't know. This whole Avengers thing doesn't really bother me. The whole th- the mm. whole thing is like I wish it would have just been like an action adventure game that you could play with your friends. I don't think it needs to be a Destiny like because no, it I, I would prefer to be a ash uh, stylistic action game where in a, in a form of kind of like Bleeding Edge in a sense where hopefully there's a light a light in uh, hard button stuff and you purchase to unlock moves but when i was watching it that's what it looks like it totally looks like that it looks like it it looks like an action adventure game where like it looks like like thor looks like he totally mm -hmm. plays like kratos from god of war right like uh uh hulk looks like he plays in ultimate destruction these characters look like and play like they probably should from other games like iron man kind of looks a little bit like anthem although I think the flying and anthem looked way better and the attacking mm. and anthem looked way better. But like Iron Man totally looks like you could totally rip off the anthem stuff and play as Iron Man, right? Like all the characters look like they play like a certain character from another game and Cap 
looks like a brawler, right? Like you can get up close and throw your shield and it's totally a heavy light attack situation in these games. Like it, it totally is. And there's, you know, quick time dodge mechanics there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there, it's totally all there. But that translating into a destiny like where, okay, it's a persistent world. They're going to keep adding stuff. They're going to keep adding characters. It, it kind of just feel like the gameplay is not. I think the gameplay is going to get super repetitive, like Destiny. I mean, no, not, it is. That's what it is. That's what they're billing it as. Like there's and and I think that's what I don't want. I don't want it to be repetitive. I want something like like you know, trick us into doing a two D stage that looks like eight bit, or give us a give us like some kind of bonus level where we're we're trans traversing and we hit enemies and like treat it sometimes add some arcade retro style elements into it. Well they like, are the harm the- rooms. The har- well the harm rooms are what the arcade action style game uh what you're talking about, they have that in there. But is it in the actual campaign that uh, you're going to be doing? I don't know if it's part of the campaign or not, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening in that the campaign beta missions. Like I watched the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things going on in this game, and it's just kind of like it almost feels like they're trying to put everything into this game, and it's just yeah. like how are they going to balance that? How is this game going to you know? And and look, the game could be awesome when it comes out. I'm not trying to say that at all, but it just looks it just feels strange that they're trying to. Uh, accomplish all these different things with it that maybe they don't need you know like i feel like a multiplayer tomb raider-esque style game would have been just serviceable for this game Mm -hmm. and and i don't know maybe you sell cosmetics maybe you just keep adding kind of expansions to it to keep going i don't know because like once you because i'm like once you do everything and you've seen everything and are you just there just to grind and and like and wait for the next content to come up? I don't know. It's just it, it feels like it's been done before and I I think people are gonna literally lose interest in it. I think I mean the only thing that I feel like people are gonna keep coming back to this game at, at, from what I've seen is just like the Avengers name is attached to it and people wanna play as yeah. their favorite heroes, but like even Marvel Ultimate Alliance couldn't keep my attention. Now, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan to begin with, let's be honest, and I feel like the uh, new Batman game and the Suicide Squad game that are coming out are seem way more appealing to me than the, uh-huh. than this because they are single... Well, I'm assuming Suicide Squad will be a multiplayer game, but to my point, like there's a definitive end to the game and you can play the whole game by yourself is what I'm saying. Like It's a single-player game with multiplayer elements, right? That's what I'm trying to get at and obviously the next batman game i i think actually might be the same thing because they're talking about gotham knights thing where nightwing and Mm -hmm. robin and bat batgirl are all in it but you know i just i feel like the avengers is go maybe going the wrong way about it i don't know it just feels it feels like it's not done yeah because i would love for iron man to be like in a sin of punishment space carrier kind of style for a mission. And what if everybody is playing online and they force you to break out into different genre gameplay genres? Mm-hmm. And is you have to make it through. 
uh, do it and not be like, oh, if this person dies, the whole team lose. You don't have to do nothing like that. But while online playing together after y'all battle each, each other, something happens and now all of y'all stuck and playing one gameplay till you get to the point where you all need to meet back up. But everybody has to fight their way to get there. Yeah. Like, like I hope the gameplay changes. Because if it's just the same thing over and over, I'm not getting the game. So it, it has no interest in me. And it's no disrespect to Square Enix and the, the people who love the adventure games. It's just that sometimes some looter shooter games or looting kind of games like this, it gets so repetitive that once I see and did everything, once I finish it, I'm I put it back in the box and I go away. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I I mean there's probably way better people to ask this question to. Um I I don't know. I mean that's that's just my thoughts. I yeah. think that's just our thoughts. Yeah, no, for sure. But uh, I don't know. I I might if it's if it's gets better later down the road, I might pick it up if it's on sale or something. But yeah, same you know, here. I mean, because like I would really like to play this with you guys, and you know, you, me, and and Jesse maybe pick our own like a hero to kind of stick with and go through, right? But what do I feel like I'm gonna finish the game first? Didn't <laughs> did you and Jesse? Yeah, that's also fair. So, all right, we're going to move on to our last question. Uh, this comes from Marshall Yoho. Uh, he says, yo, bosses, first time, long time. Thank you. Uh, we're more than halfway through the year and was wondering what your game of the year was so far and what you expect from the fall gaming season. Love the show's deuces. Uh, so, Marshall, thank you for writing in. Uh, favorite game of the ye- game of the year so far? Well, we ch- we kind of talked it at the beginning of the show. We you, did, we did a little um, bit, but we never really said definitively. Um, so, so right now, uh, there's two games. Uh, well, my game that's leading, and then an honorable mention. So my game of the year right now is Paper Mario: The Origami King, and my honorable mission is Murder by Numbers. And the reason being. These two games provide so much. The gameplay is great, but the writing and the comedy is so high that all I could all I could do is I kept I keep posting like from my Switch screenshots of oh this is funny oh this is funny I, I'm, I'm quoting it and because it made me do so much of that it's just like I've never been very social with these get with games like I am now because and it's so good and if you have not played murder by numbers I advise people to give that a chance um because it it's so good <laughs> you know the pick cross stuff you'll be able to figure out that but the writing and the mystery of that game it's just like oh this is listing one of my game of the year nominations and then paper Mario origami King I just I was just the intro seeing just the world i was just like i need this in mario kart 9 mm-hmm. and i just kept doing it over and over and i would and i feel like right now still paper mario is my game of the year with murder by numbers following it we we to go to shishima but as i keep playing on i can like okay it's losing this kind of appeal to it but it's still a great game yeah 
I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't played many games that have come out this year. Uh, I would have liked to, but it's just, mm-hmm. just been super busy and doing other things and would, I mean, there's a lot that I would like to get back to, uh, but for me, I think the game, my game of the year so far, from what I've played of it, and I've put about fifteen hours into it, but I would, I'm waiting for the Xbox version now. Uh, is Gears Tactics, honestly? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the strongest kind of tactical stra- like strategy games that I've played. Uh, it's it's very XCOM esque. And does a lot of things to uh, it, it. You don't have to be as patient as you are in XCOM. Uh, it really rewards being aggressive as long as you're smart about it, you know, which I really like. And it's it's gears, right? It feels it feels mm-hmm. like gears, right? It feels like turn based gears is what it feels like. And that's exactly what I wanted from it. And that's what it gave me. Uh, but the other game that is really high up there for me right now is is crosscode crosscode mm-hmm. is a very fun action rpg top down kind of pixelated uh zelda style game that you know you it, it's just really fun i highly recommend it and uh you know there's there's a few games that are coming out later this year that i want to play like Assassin's Creed valhalla will be one um there's just a lot coming this year still but those are probably my two favorite games this year and the games i've spent the most time with definitely so yeah those are kind of my games of the year also like shout out to minecraft dungeons i yeah i I feel like that that was a that game is way better than people kind of thought it was going to be um i played a little bit of it it was fun i don't really care for those types of games but it's definitely a great one of those games so yeah for X to me for Xbox, I give it to Ori and the Will of the Wisps for PlayStation, and everybody's about to be super surprised. But thinking about it now, I will give it to The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I'm kind of surprised by that for you, just because of how much we talked about the first one and how much mm-hmm. we really didn't. It didn't really hit for us the way it hit other people. Um, but yeah, you should read Ed's review on our website. Uh, of the last of us part two it's uh i don't know i i still don't know if i want to play it or not i do there are two games on playstation i want to play although i'm trying to wait for the xbox version of one of them ghost of tsushima i really want to play mm-hmm. really 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 want to play ghosts and final fantasy 7 remake i really want to play same here uh i'm trying really hard to wait for the xbox version but it's on sale and i really just I really just might bite the bullet on it, honestly, and just play it. Because I really want to. I think I... As much as I don't care for Final Fantasy VII, the original game... Yeah. Like, everything I've seen about this game is something that I would I really want. And it has the Final Fantasy XV battle system, uh, you know, a little bit upgraded and whatnot, but I might... I might... So... Yeah. yeah. Anyways... But yeah, Gears Tactics and Crosscode for sure this year so far for me. Um, also, I still want to play Paper Mario. But that might have to wait for a little bit. Uh, so yeah, but that's that's about all we have, Ed. Is there anything else you kind of want to hit?
hit on before we get out of here? I know you kind of um, have to go to work soon, but uh, congratulations to Nintendo. Switch has passed, um, outsold the NES. So yeah, so there's only what one more home console and two handhelds that has or three handhelds that has to outsell now. <laughs> yep. So so yeah, I mean Nintendo's kind of killing it, honestly, with their with the Switch. It's it's killer. It's a killer system. I mean, that's all I can really say. It's a killer system, and people should play their Switches. And I guess Microsoft got their summer sale going on. So if you guys have Wind, I'm assuming Windows 10 and uh, Xbox One, check those out. I yeah. haven't got to check out the sales, but I want. There's check a out. lot of good sales on there. I mean, Doom Eternal's thirty bucks. Borderlands Three is thirty bucks. If you want to support Gearbox, uh, I don't, but it's it's on me. Uh. What what was the other oh uh what was the what was the game that I got that was like oh Vanquish is fourteen dollars which I really want to play I got it because I've never played Vanquish and I've heard so many great things about it and Ed won't shut up about it so it's a platinum game so it's probably why but uh, <laughs> uh yeah I mean there's there's a lot of great games on sale there's there's a lot of games I would buy if I had the money but I'm trying to save for certain things so yes uh yeah do we want to touch the uh apple Fortnite thing at all or not no i think think, no i don't think either of us are really that much in the Fortnite. although i think it is a big deal and i think it is actually going to end up not only getting Fortnite back on the app store but i think it's going to get stadia and xcloud on the app store too this fight so we we shall see yeah so Perfect timing. My kid just woke up. So I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. Remember, you can find the Boss Rush podcast on Mondays on your podcast service of choice. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch us live on Saturdays uh, on Twitch. And, uh, yeah, I I feel like the flow of this episode went really well, changing it up a little bit. Uh, Ed, there's a couple things before you go. I do want to say some things to you before we go. But, uh, anyways, I, I... yeah, I had fun today. Yes. I, I did. So, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at ThatPretrico and check out uh, Optional Opinion on uh, SoundCloud and other podcast apps. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at IamCoreyNHD on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to start posting some things more. I feel like my social media presence has dipped quite a bit in the last couple weeks. But, you know, it's life happens so uh yeah there's going to be some more twitch streams there are going to be some more shows and and things like that so uh i do kind of want to say that ed is going to is is now in charge of our our console content production so we've had yes. that discussion and that's that's a big deal i think i you know ed and i have been podcasting for a long time and i've trust ed with everything that we do even though i disagree with him on <laughs> maybe 56 percent of the things we talk about <laughs> wait i'm just messing with you ed uh, it's more like 75 percent uh wait what? <laughs> no wow. ed i just you know i wouldn't be doing this without you and kind of the main reason i'm still doing it and it's it's been a fun five six seven years and I hope that we can do it for five, six, seven more. And yeah. So, 
Anyways, I want to thank everybody so much for watching. You can catch all of our content on BossRushGames.com. Download our family shows. We'd really appreciate it. I want to thank everybody so much for watching, and until next time, play games, be better. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody.